Goodbye, Sean Tyler. Hello, Elijah Collins. How do we keep winning like this in the transfer market? We got, you know, a guy who came from Western Michigan, very good prospect. And then he uh, decided that, you know, due to the running change, maybe it wasn't for him. And then we get one from Michigan State University. Men's basketball lays another dud. But, again, recruiting. Uh, women's basketball, if you haven't jumped on the J.C. Hoyt women's basketball Oklahoma State bandwagon, you should probably start. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by, making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at Aldeo State. And today we are partially brought to you by LinkedIn Solutions. If you're looking for the right candidate at the right time, LinkedIn is the way to go. This transfer market, it's been crazy, right? And what's what's even more crazy is you look at a lot of publications. I've, I've seen several videos on YouTube, so I'm sure you guys can find them or have seen them already as well, talking about how the sky is completely falling at Oklahoma State University, and it's been this transfer after transfer after transfer. This is why we do this, because as much as people want to pretend we're sunshine pumping, we will call things out that need to be called out, but we'll also talk about the things that are accurate. And if they're positive and accurate, that's even better. And this is precisely what this is. This is yet another scenario where we we got a transfer from Western Michigan, right? And then it, it obviously looked like... We've, we're kind of shifting to more of an old-school running style, right? A little bit more counter, a little bit more trap, a little bit more zone. A little bit more of your power packages, your tight ends. That's why we went after tight ends aggressively. That's why the wide receivers we got are all big X-position-style uh, wide receivers. This is systematic. And I think Sean Tyler, even though he, he was phenomenal at Western Michigan, and it looked like he was going to be uh, an addition as far as like the, the Thunder Lightning, Thunder Lightning type of packaging. But clearly, the emphasis is going to be a little bit on Thunder, and he doesn't fit that packaging. So we we think maybe that we're going to have to you know find a way to shore up some of the depth at the running back position, and then we land Elijah and Collins. Guys, Elijah Collins was the dude. This isn't you know just just for for fun. This is coming from Brad Salem, who is their offensive coordinator and running backs coach, who's currently at Memphis right now. He's the one who said in interviews that they knew good and daggone well early on, 2018, 2019, that he was going to be the next guy. And that's precisely what, what happened. He burst on the scene in 2019, rushes for almost 1,000 yards at 988, just, just this close. And then he was going to be the guy moving forward, and then he got covid and he had some some sort of issues, I guess, took a, a red shirt. Then actually the, the COVID medically messed with him for a while. So the getting back into it, rehabbing all that fun jazz didn't work out too well for him. So it's been a process for him to get back. 
2022. And in 2022, that he showed a lot of promise, right? Uh, rushed for almost 400 yards on limited 60, 70 carries. But you saw that, that ability to come back. And if Michigan State, and, and, and they say in their publications, he was a fan favorite. Like, he was the next guy in line. It was COVID, and he had problems, and he had a red shirt, and then do some medical stuff. And then he sat behind Kenneth Walker. Oh, everybody knows who that is. Looks very, very good in the NFL as well. And then this year he gets going a little bit, but I guess it was, you know, on a limited basis and looked very good, right? Showed sparks of the early him. This is kind of like Alan Bowman, right? We can see on film how talented he can be. He did it against us. This is a guy, ironically enough, first touchdown was against Tulsa. Uh, so his first touchdown ever was against a, another Oklahoma school. So, you know, it's kind of fitting if you want to look at it loosely. But he is going to be massively beneficial to this running back room. He replaces not only what we're, we're losing in Sean Tyler, but arguably more. He gives you more. Guys, he's 6'1", 216 pounds. And he's still got the speed and the elusiveness. He is ready to go. And if you look at some of the highlights, he was dominant against you know guys from Iowa and Northwestern and Arizona State. In Indiana, it's not like he was doing this against scrub competition, running for almost 1,000 yards. Just like Alan Bowman, if we get some of that old school back, then we hit we hit, we hit, hit on the jackpot. Because if, if you're telling me we're going to make the offense more run-oriented and we're going to make it make sense and we're going to make it work and it's not going to be a square peg in a round hole and we've got the ability to go with Ollie Gordon, Jaden Nixon, DeAndre Jackson, and then now Elijah Collins, we are solid. We are set. We are good to go. We're going to have a four-headed monster in the backfield, and every single one of them is going to be able to compete for carries. They had this guy pegged, Elijah Collins, going into like the 2019 or 2020 season uh, before all the COVID stuff. They had him pegged as a 200-yard or 200-carry plus a game guy. So they knew that if he was going to stay healthy, he was going to be durable enough to be the guy at Michigan State University, which – what do they do? Do they run the ball? Yeah. Then they run the ball again. And then they run the ball again. So he's going to be a big, big, big get. This is a huge, huge grab. And then we got uh, Bruce Arlen the other day, a uh, transfer wide receiver from Iowa. And Iowa, they don't get the ball enough. But when you do, again, go back and watch film, he was the guy that they meant to get the ball a large portion of the time because what he can do with the ball is amazing. This has been a very, very, very impressive round of gets or acquisitions better in this transfer portal. And I know, again, some of the prognostications that actually don't know what's going on inside of the, the, the walls at Stillwater, in Stillwater, they're going to paint this bad picture that the sky's fallen, we've left, we've lost a bunch of people, and so on and so forth. And yeah, we've lost people, but so has everybody else in America. Yes, we've lost a few key people, but I think the argument can be made, it needs to be made, no matter how much you want to pretend it's sunshine pumping, it's a fact. This is a, a you can put it on film or look at the film. We have a massive amount of upgrades or at least leveling off of what we lost at multitudes of positions. And you, the fun part is, it's going to be called Orange Kool-Aid and Sunshine Pumping and all that fun jazz until we see what this defense and everybody can do on the field next season. There are, again, a crap ton of reasons to be excited. We have one issue, one position, one coach at that position. 
So the other quote unquote issues are not issues, guys. Still, 85%, 80, 80%, maybe, of what we've lost were all guys who weren't necessarily gonna give massive minutes, other than you know, a few outliers like a Mason Cobb or John Paul Richardson or Stefan Johnson or a Jabbar Muhammad. But then again, transfer class. We got Ladarius Webb coming in to fill for Jabbar Muhammad. We got Justin Goodlow coming in to help with defensive end position. We got Justin Wright coming in to help with the, the Mason Cobb loss. And now we have this guy coming in to help with the Sean Tyler and the Dominic Richardson loss. Get lost in film, guys. It's fun sometimes. And the big thing about Elijah Collins, he was a massive fan of basketball. That was his first love. And some people still to this day would argue that he might be better at basketball than football. He's just that good of an athlete. He's an athlete that we're going to, utilized in a multitude of ways. He's coming here to follow the Jalen Warren style of route. And the beauty is we have people already in line that are good enough to start darn near anywhere that are going to be able to push. This is going to be crazy, a crazy backfield. And we've kept all the O-line together. And, you know, it looks like we might be trying to make um, some hires that are, that are beneficial. And you guys, okay, if we're going to talk about hires, let's be fair. Right, because this is an applicable situation in any type of business, or if you're a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. So, I implore you to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve all of your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. We go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put in your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and free. LinkedIn Jobs make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your qualifications on one platform. This is exactly why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competition. Your call to action today. Go to LinkedIn jobs slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Once again, at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. So if, if we may be dragging our feet a little bit on the hiring situation, um, I think it's fair to say that they're working behind the scenes to, to get this done. I wouldn't, obviously not expeditiously, but at least we're going to make a little bit of a splash. Maybe not a bit, as big of a splash as, as we wanted to, but this is a make or break, right? This is us saying we are, are, are doing this moving forward. And we've covered, we have enough 300 pound dudes that if we do this the right way, this could be a viable direction. This should be a direction that we're going. The transfers we have brought in all over the board are going to be huge, right? Okay, we lose John Paul Richardson. I Again, go get lost. Go get lost in some of that Bruce Bruce Arlen stuff. It's fun. And Leon Johnson III, we've talked about him, from George Fox University in um, Newman, Newton, Oregon. That kind of size you can't teach. Bruce Arlen's ability to get open and find zones, it's hard to teach. So every position that you see a loss, we have an immediate filler in. Now, could this all not work out and half of these transfers you know, don't get the playing time that you think they might? Yeah, it's always possible. But could some of these dudes be so good 
that this is now their opportunity to show the world what they can do. And again, I think Elijah Collins is a perfect example of this. Was making a massive name for himself at, at a place that is known for producing running backs. And gets to learn a little bit more, especially sit behind Kenneth Walker Jr. So if we had any concerns, I, other than you know the the issue, um, maybe with some of the decision making, and uh, where where some of the the disconnect is from the coaching to the players, at maybe like the wide receiver position. Other than that, like where where is the sky falling? Because I can't find it. I cannot find anywhere that indicates that the sky is falling. Again, we do have an issue that needs to be resolved. But if the right hires are made, then we're going to be in a position where where Gundy could yet again come back from a not-so-great season and turn something into potentially spectacular. It is a possibility. We just want a little bit of growth, and I think we we might be in a position that we're going to get that. And maybe his hand was forced. Don't know. Don't care. Because, again, that is the point of this. That's the point. We've got to continue our ascension. We've got to be at the forefront of the Big 12. And we cannot continuously listen to the hullabaloo about how terrible things are in Stillwater from people who maybe have never even been to Stillwater. Right? This is, this is something that we have to learn how to combat better. So, again, you, t- you find a position on the field that we have a loss, and I can show you where we filled that gap and the argument can be made that the fillers have more production or have the the ability to be more productive than what we have lost. We've already mentioned Ladarius Swift Jr. We've already mentioned uh, Justin Wright. We've already mentioned Justin or Anthony Goodlow. We've already mentioned Elijah Collins. And that's just scratching the surface. 2023, we already know on the defensive side of the ball is going to be absolutely insane. Athletically, at least, this will be the most flying around you've ever seen other than maybe 2021. Our eyeballs, guys, are not used to seeing the greatest defense since sliced bread. And then again, people are again talking about how this is, a, you know, Derek Mason leaving and, and with the, the wide receiver issues, Casey Dunn issues, and Gundy willing, or is he not willing to to adapt? And he's too old school and this and that and the other. That's all you're hearing. I heard it all weekend, multiple channels, just talking about how with the new Derek Mason stuff and then Sean Tyler, that just everything is falling apart. And I'm here to tell you, believe it or not, only time will tell. Please help me in the receipt checking department. Because I'm pretty sure the things that we have covered for the last few weeks have been spot on. So maybe I'm wrong on this one. Maybe we're just wrapped up in too much orange Kool-Aid on this one. But if you do not have the conversations about how Oklahoma State University has finally given itself a degree of separation in the transfer portal market. We now know, Gundy's admitted, that 
this kind of this whole storm he didn't see taking a foothold like it has just like Dabo Swinney right we already know not a big transfer guy likes to build from within likes to hire or you know likes to keep people in the rotation on the staff likes to promote kids or recruit kids locally especially at the high school level because of the development thing maybe the biggest benefit to his job and we get that and we're with that but the adaptation that needed to take place in the transfer market, it, it has happened. It is very possible that we don't get another transfer class this good. And just like we got Elijah Collins from Michigan State, we've talked about Michigan State before. Mel Tucker is a perfect example. Yes, last season probably didn't go with the, how they wanted to. But the seasons previous, the previous season, they went transfer heavy, right, with some of the young kids that they had on the roster and they kicked tail. And they did exactly what we do sometimes, which is what? Fail to capitalize on the big moments. Anybody who's running around telling you that things are so, oh, so, so bad in Stillwater, you should look them dead in the eye and say, uh, we'll see, but I'd put money on it. I would put money on the fact that our rush yards per game or even, heck, per attempt. I'm thinking we should be over 4.1 yards of carry relatively easily. And, yeah, again, O-line wasn't great. But what was Wickline's specialty at Kansas State? Moving guys' butts, right, to fill everything moving forward. Three yards at a time, four yards at a time, five yards at a time. That's what he did. And maybe that's exactly what we're going to do. So even if it's going to be Garrett Rangel, even if it's not going to be right, the guy we brought in, Alan Bowman, doesn't matter. Because if the offensive line does what we know Joe Wick, or Wickline knows how to do, not, not Wickline, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Coach Dickey. Coach Dickey did all this at K-State. So if we're talking about, you know, putting our backs up against the wall and maximizing on opportunities, this is one of those. This is a time, once again, where Gunny can rise up from the ashes and say, hold my beer. I'm not done quite yet. And that's all everybody wants. Yes, a little bit more communication would be nice. Yes, a little bit more insight to, to what is going on so you can help us build a fan base. That would be nice. But it's not a necessity. What is a necessity is growth on staff. It's growth inside the universities growth in the locker room growth in recruiting growth in the transfer market growth in what the biggest thing is communication our inability to communicate is again that's the biggest issue even if you're talking about wide receivers or done or whatever offensively communication is an issue so if we get it short up we have the ability to have a massive season and then we get to look a lot like tcu which is because we're going to be picked down the bottom of the conference for the most part. It is what it is. And, guys, that's okay. Like, let's embrace this underdog thing. It's not like that's new to us as an Oklahoma State University fan base. So get behind it. Let's spread the, the right information instead of the sky falls, sky falls, sky falls. We cover the things that need to be covered. Good, bad, indifferent, ugly, pretty. But if it's realistic and there's ways to back it up, then the conversations need to be directed the right way. 
Stop letting people tell you how terrible things are. Derek Mason taking a sabbatical. Will he end up in coaching again? Most likely, yes. Will it be in college? Probably not. But the dude was 100% on his farm, getting his farm ready for him and his family to have relaxation time. So that's what tells me he's not out job shopping. You know, he's not out, you know, homie hopping. That's not, that's not what's taking place right now. He's been coaching for 30 years. He wants to take a year or two off and, and relax. Let him do so. Has it, have we had any defensive transfers? No, we're still bringing people in. We are telling these guys that we're bringing in something that is productive. There's no way that you can sell, hey, we had our worst year in 17, 18 daggone years. And we're going to do the same thing. Yada, yada, yada. You should come back. We are telling people something different. Was our communication the best during the bowl prep after the bowl game? Probably. Obviously not. Is it something that we can get better at? 100%. So, again, let's direct the narrative in the right way. It is not all bad. And for and if people want to say your sunshine pumping or you're just too full of, of orange Kool-Aid, bet them some daggone dollar bills. Doesn't have to be a lot. 20 bucks that were better. 30 bucks that were this. $50 that were one of the top three defenses in the Big 12. Because I'm all for it. And as they always say, put your money where your mouth is. I'm all for it. Because it's going to be way better than people think. We've got a lot of things to figure out. But if we do figure those things out, then we're in a very good spot. And nobody can say otherwise. And what you need to be able to say is that you're up to up to snuff, you're up to speed, you're up to date. And one way to help you do that from a statistical or actually financial perspective is to go to betonline.net because it is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends all over the, 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 the world. From pro football to college football to bowl season to basketball to World Cup, we've got you covered. If you love sports podcasts, got you covered there as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. And here on Locked on Oakland State, we're only here to point you in the right direction. Okay, so, yes, again, let's talk realistically about football. And if people want to give it the hooting and hollering and all that fun jazz, Send them the highlight stuff. And if they still want to do the hooting and hollering, send them the cash app and let them know that you are open for deposit as soon as the football season starts. It's it's going to be fun. What's not fun, which is why we're just going to scoot on over it, is men's basketball. We laid our – actually, yes, it's probably our first massive dud of the season. We got railroaded by Baylor. But again, as we've already covered, because of how insane our recruiting class is coming in, with the talent we'll have returning, this, again, make or break, 2023 is going to be huge for a bunch of coaches on campus. And it has to be, because it should be, because that's fair. So again, let's have fun. Let's live in, live in the, the dream of the recruiting scenario that we're in. Don't get tripped up too far, falling backwards in the Travis Ford stuff. Calm down. Drink a beer if you need to. Take a shot. It could be good for you. Because, again, we're going to be fine. And if we're not fine, 
we'll fix it. We are financially capable and able to compete with most of everybody. There's a handful of squads, your Alabamas, your Texases, that we'll never financially compete with. And then there's, I would say, the Tier 2 stuff. We will be at the top of the Tier 2 when it comes to NIL and financials, no matter what happens. So this is nothing but good news moving forward. So it's just whatever happens this season basketball, it's icing on the cake. Two, the masterful recruiting that we've put together. And then we get to end on the highest of highest of high notes. J.C. Hoyt and women's basketball. Yes, this is going to sound like we're beating a dead horse because we've covered it before. But she's building a monster, guys, and she's not somebody that's going to be hopping around. She is somebody that will stay at Oklahoma State for years and years and years and years and years. She's proving that she's going to be one of the, the top people in the coaching game for women's basketball immediately. So we want to talk about men's team getting shellac attacked by, by Baylor. That's all right, because the women's team helped us out. They took care of business. They beat Texas. Then they beat a ranked Baylor, uh, and that with it, it snapped a 14-consecutive losing streak to Baylor. And it's our first ranked win in women's basketball in GIA, or maybe overall, but for sure GIA, uh, since 2020. So, again, we've already talked about she's already done more this season than we have the last two seasons combined just in productivity, just in recruiting. And we, we were talking about how Naomi Alnadas kind of had a slow buildup, right? We, we, we relied on Lior Garzon to keep popping from the threes. And, guys, We've been talking about she will shoot, we will shoot, we will shoot, and we'll keep shooting the daggone basketball because we're good enough offensively to do so. And the defense is coming along. That's back to back to back. Take out Baylor, take out Texas, take out TCU, and we're looking good doing so. This is women's basketball, just like women's softball at Oklahoma State University, is worth not only the price of mission, but it's worth the watch. Because let's face it, guys, women's basketball ain't always the most high-intensity driven fun thing to watch but this jc hoyt squad is because they like to put buckets up in bunches so get behind galgar Ibarina. i don't care if it's men's basketball wrestling women's basketball shout out to wrestling uh, we just got got a nice little dub moving to six and one it ain't pretty we're not going to win a lot of tournaments or, or, or matches by by bonus points it, it, it's going to be close it's going to be a close season all the way around but it makes it kind of fun because you know we're going to battle. We're going we're gonna to make things more difficult than ever before. And we're going to fight. And it makes it fun. All across the board, we're going to start dig digging into some of the softball and baseball stuff. Because, again, we're, we're both supposed to have massive seasons. Both softball and baseball. We should make it to Omaha. We should make it to the College Women's World Series. No questions asked. Again, if we're talking about money. and We know how good Bet Online is. We should be able to carry this. This is the momentum that we needed to start building, and we're finally putting it together. Regardless of what we're not hearing on the coaching side of it, there's more good news to come. This was a big get. Elijah Collins was a massive uh, get for us. And at a position, realistically, we didn't have a big need at. So it's just it's a lot of fun now. It's a lot of fun. So let's fo focus on the defense. Let's focus on the positivity. Let's focus on what we already have because we can handle things internally from a coaching perspective. Defensively, I think right now, Joe Bob could be the guy unless it's a big time, big time splash. So as always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And as always,
Thank you for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Until next time, later, y'all.